0: Tonight's narrative is made possible by viewers like you and hover.com. An easy way to find and register a domain name. Use promo code reach to get 10% off. One of the things that I found really interesting about the indictments being handed out to those Chinese nationals, it reminded me a lot of what Guo Wengi and Steve Bannon were up to with their G network and GTV. They they basically had, as we mentioned to everyone in the last few shows, these ant farms of people which were basically dissidents. So imagine this, you go and get dissidents from either in the United States but also potentially in other parts of the world could be still in China who really want your help. You pretend to be an organization that is going to help move to the united states get asylum and settle down but you're actually a front for the chinese spy and they're using you to leverage attacks against the united states and they're all following this guy miles guo who set up this organization appearing to be a dissident himself appearing to be critical of the ccp but he's actually not that at all he turns out to be a chinese spy so in that case all these people who were in that network are obviously now beginning to find out that they were used by Miles Guo and uh, Steve Bannon in a way that's quite dramatic. And in some some ways, it was really horrific what they landed up telling these people to do. I mean, the easy objectives that some of these farms were given was publish this on social media, push this line of questioning on social media, that kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. in some cases, it got actually quite physical. At one point, Guo decided that he was going to attack all what he said with a fake CCP agents that were in the United States and Canada. And he just declared that these were now, you know, these are not real dissidents. They're now, you know, basically what he is a CCP agent. Like this guy, Tang Biao, in Vancouver, landed up getting beaten up by a group of WOW's followers, WOW's ants, who were sent on a mission to basically harass this guy. And beat him up and this was all carried on live streaming the chinese obviously have a very different approach to life and to law and order and when you see them doing the kinds of things they were doing to the individual here who they were trying to get back to china or when you see the kind of assault that uh, protesters had outside the embassy in london i mean you name it this is not america this is not how we operate in the united states and yet this is the long arm of the ccp reaching all the way from china into United States over social media.
1: First of all, anything that has boots on the ground like that and somebody applying force, beating someone up, kidnapping someone, those are kinetic operations or in the intelligence world, you call them black ops hmm. or very nefarious overt actions on enemy soil. And, and, you know, they take advantage of our freedoms over here to do stuff like this, to try and export their violence to us. And frankly, we've been letting them get away with this stuff for too long. And America's pushing back and hopefully uh, our whole systemic
0: response will be like an immune system. I hope so too. Certainly, Guo is still wandering around a free man in the United States. And as is Steve Bannon, this was his legion of people that he had co-opted into his movement now. A lot of them are dissidents who have been following GTV as some sort of real network of information and not just a propaganda network. And now they're discovering that they were being used to do these hostile attacks on people online or people on in real life. And it just flavors the whole of the Guo Wengi story with a lot of other mob-like activities. Because when you look around Guo's world, there is just a lot of the mob is, shows up. People like Elliot Brody and Steve Wynn, And both of them were brought into the Guo Wengi story through a Chinese Secretary of State and also a scandal involving the 1MDB scandal. And then we'll explain to you how all of this ties into Guo Wengi and Steve Bannon and also these Hawaiian mob family, basically, which was involved in creating this uh, attempt to get Guo Wengi supposedly extradited from the United States. But first, let's talk a little bit about the Wynn and Elliott. These guys are notorious for being in Donald Trump's inner circle. They were the chairman and vice chairman, if I'm not mistaken, of the uh, President Trump's Inauguration committee. 2016. Uh, no, it's 2016. Um, RNC. Uh, RNC. Right. So yep. these guys were responsible for getting all the money they could possibly get for Trump's election campaign and beyond. Not just Trump. The Republican yeah. National uh, the, Committee. Oh, okay.
1: that, was, that was the whole party. They had two Chinese casino owners there, one other Chinese money launderer, and uh, uh, Michael Cohen.
0: Wow! You know, so what a group of people to have running your party. What a I mean, group. real what? What a group.
1: One's dead, and the other three are prosecuted from the twenty sixteen GOP finance.
0: So this happened before his acquittal last week, or the charges were thrown out. But Steve Wynn was requested by the feds to please register as a foreign agent for the Chinese. Has he done that? Did he? He has
1: not, that? and the federal government has dropped their charges and i think i can explain why
0: and so he's no longer facing those charges but it doesn't mean that what happened to him and to elliot brody did not happen in fact elliot brody was first approached by a chinese vice chair of the security committee he reaches out to elliot brody and then later on to steve wynn in quite a dramatic way and he's asking elliot brody the deputy finance chair of the Republican national committee uh also the guy who paid off stormy daniels on behalf of president trump obviously so he asked elliot brody that could arrange a golf game between himself and the president of the united states because he really wants to get guo wenki returned to China from the United States, that they don't like his dissident activities. And he's a criminal in the United States, and they would like to see him return. This doesn't jive with the whole thing that we've been talking about. Is he a spy for the Chinese? Then why would the Chinese government go to all this effort to try and get Guo Wing to come back to China? So your analysis of this was likely it was not what they were doing was attempting to convince the United States to keep. Wow, sort of a psychological negative thinking, reverse thinking.
1: Control both sides of the equation. Uh-oh, and uh, you keep Wu and Yi in there working with Steve Bannon. And it's funny you mentioned that Elliot Brody pays off Stormy Daniels. They rolled out Stormy Daniels in early 2018 as the the Mueller investigation got going. And the whole stormy operation there, getting Michael Avenatti and $10 million worth of free television time for that whole thing, it had nothing to do with any of the real issues of Donald Trump. For example, being owned by China, owing the Bank of China a nine digit sum, or having a son in law who basically is a Lukud agent. I mean, it was just something to talk about that was easy to understand, fairly palatable. And not the point. So no doubt Elliot Broidy was involved in this operation to throw up this chaff this shiny stuff for people to look at. That was not the reality, which is massive foreign funding going through guys like him into American elections so that those candidates will sell farmland to Beijing near our military bases.
0: But this idea of, you know, approaching Elliot Brody and Wynne and asking them for this ridiculous thing that the Chinese government really didn't want, I wonder if that's actually them trying to compromise Brody and Wynne by getting them engaged in what is an espionage act and then telling them, hey, now you're involved in our espionage, so you can't testify against us.
1: I think he was compromised by taking boatloads of money from offshore. That's the main thing. And then after that, we just go, hey, dude, could you tell Trump he needs to kick out and then Steve Bannon will tell him not to and then we're good right, cuz then right. it doesn't look like you have a bunch of chinese agents all around you people who've taken chinese money to launder through movies or real estate deals which is what surrounded Donald Trump and lobbyists for Huawei and ZTE and Hikvision and that was the reality
0: um yeah, absolutely that was the reality at the time and It's in that reality at 2017 that Guo was, and and Bannon were hitting their stride. The last thing they wanted as 2017 was coming to a close was that his visa would be taken away and he'd have to return to China.
1: I think what China really wanted on the ground was Guo Wengi, who's a guy who could identify all the actual resistance to Chinese operations and who could tell members of the United States intelligence community and or her allies about different Chinese operations and help bust them Guo Wengi was going around identifying all the people that could do that for the U.S. government and who might be interested in
0: doing so. The, Beijing wanted Guo on the ground here. Yeah, absolutely. They did, this was not an attempt to get him out. This was an attempt to keep him in. It was coordinated through this quite complex group of people, which I had to study uh, up and who they were. So there's a. Uh, nikki lam davis who's one of the biggest mobsters in hawaii i didn't know they had such a scene there but of course they do her family is well known for being in that game she is connected to j-lo um tell everyone who j-lo is because you mean joe Tak Lo? yeah joe Lo. sorry not Lo.
1: <laughs> i like j-lo i i'm calling him j-lo from yeah. now on and that's it
0: joe Lo is a big figure in uh, malaysian crime Hi there it's zev from narrative have you ever had a great business idea but just didn't know where to start well one of the first steps to building a new business is a domain name by hover that's because it's more important than ever to have an online presence and your domain name by hover is your first step in building your online brand hover.com makes it quick and easy to find the perfect domain name for your business with over 400 available extensions And with their connect feature, you can easily connect your Hover domain name to many popular website builders with just a few clicks. Plus, Hover offers free Whois privacy. That's free Whois privacy that protects your personal information from being released online. Don't let the complicated search, sign up and connection process of other domain providers stop you from starting your online brand today. Hover makes it easy to get started so what are you waiting for find your perfect domain name at hover.com forward slash reach plus narrative live viewers get 10 percent off right now if you use the promo code reach that's r-e-a-c-h or go to hover.com forward slash reach
1: joe taklo has been the bagman for one of the largest money laundering operations in the history of the world taking chinese money through malaysia and spreading it Far and wide, this guy has been uh, spending money on the Wolf of Wall Street, on art, on real estate, on boats, on everything, and just funneling that money into political operations all over the place. It's a stunning, breathtaking scale of a financial operation. It's supposed right now he's at large. uh, People assume that Joe Lo is in Wuhan, China. Hmm. Hmm. When do I? What okay. could it mean? Meanwhile, one of his fellow bagmen from 2012. This does not just start with with Mr. Trump.
0: No, yeah, it started with Obama. In,
1: it was he, they are under they were under investigation and then uh, subsequently prosecuted for funneling Chinese money. We presume Chinese money is from one Malaysia Development Berhad, one MDB, um, pile of money, gigantic mountain of money. The money came from China. It went through Malaysia and then it left through this guy, Joe Lowe. And oddly enough, one of the guys who helps route the money, uh, this has not been determined by a court to be fact yet, but this is what he is accused of. Praz Michelle, who is a rapper from the Fugees, was apparently partnered up with Joe Tak Lowe for the 2012 election. And candidate A that they laundered the money to was Barack Obama's campaign not to say that Obama knew about it. In fact, the prosecution following so closely on the steps of Obama leaving the office suggests that they knew where the money would come from. And that is not a new thing. Foreign countries are always trying to get a foot into American elections. What was so amazing about the 2016 election is the attacks were of such intensity and from so many directions that were just so unsubtle that we get the what we call the Trump era. But for decades, foreign countries have been attempting to interfere and dump money in and get influence in. It's really an old game here. But so, Jolo and Pras Michelle allegedly uh, were uh,
0: funneling money into Obama's campaign in 2012. So and when people Brody... don't learn their lesson right, until, until they're prosecuted, they find themselves in 2017 there in a meeting with this is the same guy from the Fugees and Jolo, and they have a meeting with Elliot Brody. the and his wife in honolulu i believe and they decide that they're gonna get guo Guo out of the country because that is coming to them as a request from the sun lijun who is a uh, republic of china uh, minister in charge of safety and security
1: that means you're talking about that is a top level intelligence operation here so all those people there they are connected to Chinese intelligence, not Chinese corporations, not even Chinese triads or an intermediary. No, that dude is wearing, look at the picture, that dude is wearing a uniform. And that is when you get to the really heavy espionage charges in the United States, like 18 US code 951. If you're working for a guy dressed like that, gets yourself a problem if you did not register with the attorney general
0: yeah if he gives you a call maybe don't answer it because not only was he a very powerful person within the communist party but as you point out he was the head of the very very feared uh, mss but also in charge of macau and Hong Kong. So he would have known Steve Wynn from Macau, I'm sure. Uh, He has a meeting with them and or at least a couple of meetings on a phone call with them, asking them to try and get Guo out of the country by first getting him a golf game with Donald Trump, whatever that would have been about. I don't know. But Elliot Brody reaches out to Steve Wynn. Now they're in the service of the Chinese state security services. And he writes to Steve Wynn, uh, hi, Steve. Steven asked me to send you this information to you via text. I have a number of items I'll be sending you regarding the fugitive Guo Wengi. The first is an Interpol rate notice. The highly time sensitive matter is that Guo Wengi's visa to stay in the U.S. expires on June 30th. It is critical, I think, that his new visa application he immediately be denied. He must also be placed on the DHS no-fly list. The order would need to come from the very top as Guo Wengi is well-connected with former FBI who are on his private security detail the president of the prc the republic of china mentioned all of this at mar-a-lago you remember that uh that xi went to visit trump at mar-a-lago in early 2017 and he apparently told him there that he would like guo and returned and the prc deputy minister of public security sin li jun who met with me and requested help with regard to Ooh. guo and he promised to return certain u.s citizens held hostage by the prc listen to the things that they're offering they were willing to offer citizens Oof. held hostage by the PRC and would accept a very large number of the illegal immigrants from the PRC for deportation back to the PRC. Finally, he offered new assistance with regards to North Korea. So that's a lot of espionage going on That's not good to take offers like that. It's from the PRC to anybody.
1: Let me tell you from the legal perspective and the espionage perspective, the one phrase that stuck way out there is I talked to the guy from Chinese intelligence. A lot of these things in being a foreign agent, whether you're a witting asset, an unwitting asset, whether you're taking money or not, there's a lot of different ways they can prosecute Farah, And we're definitely entering a new era of prosecuting foreign Hmm. agency here. But one of the main things that kicks you up from, are you just doing some public relations for some state that you never really thought of it that way? Imagine a podcast or a Twitter personality carrying the water of some foreign power (laughs) taking money from an American, but really they're carrying the water of a foreign nation. That might be one kind of Farrah charge. (laughs) However, if you are the recipient of a written document or electronic message or whatever that says specifically, hi. I talked to the head of the FSB in Russia. I was just hanging out playing shuffleboard with the head of Saudi intelligence, and he'd like you to do this. And you do it, woo! Now you're on orders from a foreign government. Now you kick up to 18 U.S. Code 951, just like our friend Tom Barrack, and it gets really awkward
0: especially when they're offering you $75 million if you do the whole thing correctly. I mean, that's a lot of money and certainly is the kind of money that you're also offering anyone (laughs) to go on a little mission like that. Um, So this is the circle of interest around Guo. And you can see that you've got these (laughs) casino guys. You've got Elliot Brody, who's up for a lot of criminal activity. You've got the head of the Chinese and Safety Services. You've got Joe Lowe. And you've got Nicky Lum Davis, who's a mobster herself. And then you've got the guy from the Fugees, who's also on trial right now for Funneling money into election campaigns for foreign governments, and so Gorg most certainly is a person of global interest. He's someone person who, of interest. You know, <laughs> he's a spy.
1: <laughs>
0: he's definitely Actually, a spy, I mean, he's but he's a spy a lot of top,
1: He's got to be one of the top MSS officers in the United States.
0: He's got to be. I would say he and Wendy dang are the two people that are ignored the most for some reason, even though they really should be paid a lot more attention to. But weird, weird. You know, that, that that's might why change. we're here. Exactly. So uh, let's put a bow in the story because here's Elliot Brody then, in the indictment explaining, or this indictment explaining what Elliot Brody then did with all this letter that he had gotten from, from the Chinese minister, and he went something like this. So on about the 26th of July 2017, Elliot Brody texted Steve Wynn to meet at a hotel in Washington D.C. to discuss Guo Wengi. Hi, Steve Wynn. I understand from your staff that you're in D.C. as am I, staying at the hotel. Would you like to have a cup of coffee today? Regards. Later that same day, Steve Wynn's spouse texted Elliot Brody, "Hi, can you text me the details again of the PRC man who you texted previously? Thank you." Elliot Brody responded, "Hi, you're referring to Guo Wengi or PRC Deputy Minister of Public Security Li Lijun." Best. Steve Wynn's spouse replied, "Guo Wengi. Elliot Brody then resent a message that he previously sent on June twenty seventh, which is the one we showed you before. On or about July 27th, 2017, Elliot Brody and Davis exchanged text messages regarding Guo Wengi. Davis texted Elliot Brody, and any word on embassy? Davis later responded, hey, any update about formal notice? Elliot Brody responded, I'm dealing with people in the National Security Council emailing directly and awaiting response. It goes (laughs) on, on or about August 19th, 2017, Elliot Brody texted, Davis several times. Among those messages, Elliot Brody wrote, urgent call me good news. Elliot Brody later added, I'm with Steve Wynn and have a breakthrough opportunity. And then on or about August the 19th, 2017, Elliot Brody met with Steve Wynn on Steve Wynn's yacht. During their time together, Elliot Brody asked Steve Wynn about the matter involving Guo Wengi and Steve Wynn suggested that they call the president of the United States together. Elliot Brody and Steve Wynn then called the president asking about Guo Wengi's status within the United States. What do you make of that? Dealing going directly
1: on? with the National Security Council on orders from Chinese intelligence?
0: It's damn serious, but it's, it's also bad. like they're being set up in some <laughs> way because no ways anyone's ever going to get put on a plane out of the Trump administration.
1: Maybe they knew that they would be surveilled and that would give them some written record of them trying to do this thing. And then on the other side, oh, no, you know, because
0: it also. um, Yeah, no, I mean, um, I think there's something else going on here that we're not necessarily seeing, but. It doesn't oh, yeah. look good for Brody and Wynn. As you point out, Brody was convicted. Oh, brody has been convicted. But you Wynn was, was, charges were dropped because you suspect that there's a reason behind that. Well,
1: so it's funny. Fox News was carrying an update on the Pras-Michel uh, prosecution. They are going to trial in a few months. And so they are now getting down to promotions in Lemonade, voir dire, and they are presenting their lists of potential witnesses. Now I grabbed the pacer and I'm like, that's interesting. Um, The headline on Fox News was that Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be testifying at the guy from the Fujis trial and it was put under entertainment. (laughs) Uh, I knew that it was not entertainment per se, though it does involve entertainment because that has to do with money from the 1MDB fund going to the Wolf of Wall Street and being laundered through there. So I pulled down the witness list and it's pretty neat. Uh, this is Pras Michel's list. Uh, and I just the, the highlighted names that stuck out to me. He wants to call Elliot Broidy, Ben Carson, former secretary of housing and urban development, Jay Johnson, former head of Homeland security, John Kelly, who was head of department of Homeland security, secretary of DHS, as well as the chief of staff for president Trump at one point, Barack Obama, he wants to call jeff sessions he wants to call donald trump praz michelle wants to call donald trump as a witness sure why not (laughs) whoa wengi he wants to call guo wengi as a witness for him i get the sense praz is like he's the least important guy on these charts and he's like oh i know some things you want okay like he's not getting a deal right i don't know
0: how important he is i mean he does seem to be the intermediary between jolo and and Davis and Elliot Broidy connection. He's certainly an important figure in terms of connecting people, but he doesn't seem like he's the most pivotal, powerful person in, yeah,
1: in the story. Yeah, we don't know all the facts alleged here, but yeah. there's no trouble I could be in right now where I could reliably call Obama and H&M company
0: uh, the, the, it's the, interesting the, you mentioned kelly because he's also involved in this other story where elliot brody was trying to bring and mcgee because when he brody was talking about talking to people on the national security council i believe he was talking about hr mcmaster and they also made an approach to then chief of staff ryan's Priebus, and also through rick uh, rick gates which is another interesting name from the past so uh they oh. certainly were lobbying quite heavily for this 75 million dollars that they were promised
1: well, the first list was Pras Michel's witnesses. Yeah, yeah. This is the government's list. Now, yeah. there's some overlap, and when the government put this out, it also dropped Steve Wynn's charges. So yeah. the names that stuck out here on the government's notice of witness list. This is I actually from West Elliot Brody's
0: case. I should point out this is actually quite goes back quite. This is from Elliot Brody's case, not from Steve Wynn's case. Similar right. people and similar setup by uh, Pras
1: Michel's case, but no, notice no. it's all <laughs> the same. This right. is all the same. Chinese money funnel and yes. it really hasn't come out yet and Fox News is tiptoeing towards it with oh, Leo DiCaprio is going to be there he's neat
0: Well, we're um, not tiptoeing we're going right for it we're just we're going right for it but it's a money funnel it's money laundering right into American politics and it's designed to corrupt our politicians so
1: right. here's who Merrick Garland's guys are calling for this thing John Kelly as well they're calling Steve Wynn as a witness
0: oh so that's uh-huh. why you think his charges were dropped okay that they, would be... I think
1: there's some cooperation there Uh, because the government's calling Steve as their witness. And so now
0: they're no longer
1: bringing charges against him. Sounds like there's substantial cooperation happening. Uh, The government's calling Leonardo DiCaprio, and I guess that is entertainment where I'm from. They're calling Elliot Broidy as a witness. The government's also calling H.R. McMaster, and they're calling the custodian from Trump Hotels as a witness, The custodian from HSBC, which is an enormous Chinese mob bank, and the custodian from Leica Mobile, which is Sri Lankan telecommunications company that is involved in financing Brexit in one of the largest money laundering scandals in the history of France. And some of Susan Collins's husband's old staff was tied up with Leica mobile. Oh, wow. So that name just popped right out at me.
0: Wow. That's really interesting. Uh, so that's probably why Steve Wynn is no longer facing those charges. And there's a footnote to the story uh, and it needs to be told quite carefully. So we remember this guy, this is the Minister of Safety and Security under Xi for a long period of time. He was really a very well-known figure in China until about a month ago, because about a month ago, this is where he was he was in front of a chinese court where he was being really? sentenced for life you know, with an actual sentence of two years for being part of this political clique that apparently was competing with xi jinping head of ah. the congress now i don't know if that's true i don't know if that's the really what upset xi jinping and it's hard to tell it's, i don't know enough about the storyline here but it's bizarre to me that this man is the same guy who was involved in the Guo Wengi, 1MDB, you name it, scandal that was trying to get Guo out of the country from via Elliot Brody and Steve Went. So just as all these
1: Chinese-funded American candidates are hurtling towards this election. We find out that like, the Georgia Republican Party is using WeChat and selling China farmland near military bases, and we've got all sorts of stuff like that. And these prosecutions are coming in, and we're sanctioning China, and we're yanking our semiconductors out of China. As all of that's converging, and the prosecution of Joe Taklo's people are still ongoing about funding American politics. The Xi's government says, as to the guy who is coordinating all the American ops, oh, uh, he's in a clique completely apart from us. And I'm thinking of that Mariah Carey gif. I don't know her.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is, it's very well done. I love the way you did that. Uh, but you. it's exactly right. The fact that they commuted a life sentence to two years is an indication that they're just wanting him out of the way for two years. In yeah, because yeah. you know what? The
1: Chinese are angry at you. They shoot you in the head. Yeah. that's kind of there so this know, guy's basically
0: being weird. told to park for a few years so no one asks him any questions and that they can deflect on him as much as they want that's right same thing so happened we put with, him in jail yeah same thing happened with know. the ang bang guy remember the guy who was involved with jared kushner uh-huh. in episode Which two of
1: kushner yeah. involved yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So maybe this is how the chinese deal with their operatives when they're getting too you know the heat is starting to turn up on them and that's clearly what's happened here because the timing happened just around the steve Wynne arrest and the indictments you'd think that there's something related to that because oh no we wouldn't dare our government wouldn't dare bribe somebody to do something like that but hey that little political clique that they might have done that those bad people that's probably what happened ahead of the uh so now we know what that coup attempt or that so-called coup attempt was all about in the few weeks before the, the Congress when Xi was now re-elected for a third term. And we know the story of how Elliot Brody and Steve Wynn were used or maybe just volunteered to be involved in a Chinese espionage plot to try and get Guo Wengi out of the country, but really to keep him in the country. But as you point out, when we talk about The Dragon's tail, what we really are talking about is the infestation of Chinese money, power, and influence into American politics on every level. And we've shown you how it worked around the Trump family. We've shown you how it worked around Ivanka and Jared through The Nanny and through Wendy Dang. We've shown you how it worked through Rupert Murdoch's and Fox News and how it still works like that today we've shown you how it's reached any people in the, around the white house during the Trump years, everyone from Navarro to Bannon to Giuliani, all part of the same network. And we've shown you as well, that there's a massive social media influence network of real people around the world, dissidents actually who are being weaponized against American politicians. And now we've shown you that there's also the slush fund that's coming out of China through the mob or in Hawaii and Malaysia and is infecting American politics, that's how broad and deep this uh, Chinese attack on democracy has really been, when you think about the scale of it and the cost of it. It must be almost, I would say, a trillion dollars. It could easily be a trillion dollars worth of influence that they've thrown at the United States. Well, that's the end of the show. It was a really interesting show, Eric, as per usual. Um, There is more of The Dragon's Tale still to come. So from us at Narrative, don't forget you can join us at patreon.com forward slash narrative and help support our independent journalism. And have a good night, everybody. Every minute of Narrative's reporting, every story that we break, is made possible by our patrons. You too can become a patron by joining at patreon.com forward slash narrative. Narrative, where truth lives. One day you'll tell the
1: story of autocrats, crooks, and kings who came for our freedom. A story of citizens who stood up to tyranny and won. The people prevailed and renewed an old vow to a more perfect union. And that was just the beginning. The story continues. Narrative where truth lives.